0: Welcome to Well Made, where we dive deep into all things wellness, self-improvement, and self-love. I'm your host, Kat Kamalani, a mother of two beautiful kids and a proud wife to a firefighter husband. Together, we'll explore raw and candid moments that touch on every aspect of life, from parenting to relationships, career, and personal growth. Our conversations will be filled with insight, experiences, and tips to help you live your best life. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey towards a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Well Made. Today, I have my husband, Kaloni, on, and we're going to be talking about grief. Both of us, unfortunately, have experienced grief and a lot of grief in our life in different ways. So for me, my sister-in-law died by suicide. I also had my best friend's little sister pass away and then grandparents, and then I also had a little, my little niece, Brett, who was 17 years old, passed away. So I have experienced a lot of grief in my life.
1: That's a lot of people lose. It is. And you're a short span of life.
0: I know. Being 32, it's insane.
1: I, and for me, I've lost my brother. That's probably the closest person I've ever lost to me.
0: Yeah. And, and he
1: also—he died by suicide as well.
0: And Elijah was 17.
1: 18.
0: 18. And he died on Kaloni's birthday. That's right. Which is—we'll dive into that later. But I also want to say grief is not just losing a loved one by death. But I feel like in my life, I've had a lot of grief with either a job change or a relationship, like a friendship that is no longer in your life—
1: it doesn't actually have to be somebody physically dying. It's like that relationship's dead, right? Kind yeah. of thing.
0: Yeah. Have you had relationships like that in your life?
1: Yeah, I've had, a, definitely have had relationships that have mattered to me and for people that have been close to me in my life that are no longer a part of my life. And I would, I would say that those, without specifically saying who those people are, I've had to learn how to cope in a way knowing that these people are still present. They're still living their own life, but I'm having to live my life without them.
0: And I feel like sometimes those, that grief is almost harder sometimes because they're living, walking around, breathing, but yet you are continuing to choose to not be a part of their life and they're continuing to not be a part of your life. And it's almost like they are six feet under and they can be dead, but the only difference is they're actually breathing. And that to me is like a little bit harder having that closure and like closing that door. And along with a job or a friendship or a relationship that you just grow apart, it's so much harder. So we're going to talk about in this episode, kind of the stages of grief, how to deal with it and some healthy outlets with it. So grief is an interesting thing because when I experienced grief with my loved ones and my family members dying, it was because there's this love that you have with grief and you have nowhere to give it anymore. And it's like, what do you do with this love now? And for me, grief felt like I had this screaming inside my body. My heart was screaming and I was screaming, but no one could hear me. And I feel like the first time I experienced grief was with Maya, my sister-in-law, when she passed away. I had no clue how to even handle that because it was just this sudden thing and it came upon me. And I would say I'm a pretty happy person. Like I have been fortunate. I have never experienced depression. I don't get sad easily. I feel like I'm a positive person. And when she passed away, I first went through the stages of grief, which there's five steps. There's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And I felt like the hardest part for me was the depression, which for me, I don't know if it was depression, but it was sadness and the anger part. So I was up at University of Oregon and I was going to school. And at the time, we didn't know each other. I was just, she just passed away, I believe, like a year before we met. And it was coming up on the one-year anniversary. And I was at the beach with my friends and all of a sudden just this wave of sadness came over me just like the ocean and I just feel like with grief it comes and it goes and it comes in powerful and it comes in sadness sometimes it just comes to the, like
1: this the most weird times right like
0: the oddest then, times so
1: like, you could be happy and all of a sudden like you see or hear or smell any something triggers that emotion and next thing you know you're balling. and you have no idea why
0: yeah And when I felt that wave of ocean of sadness and anger come over me, I remember running up a hill and I was by myself, screaming as loud as I possibly could, staring up at the sky, just angry at her, just not understanding why, why is this happening to us, to me? And that was the part where I had such a difficult time navigating. For you, what do you feel like was the hardest part of those well, stages with Elijah. I
1: feel like the hardest part for me was definitely denial. So the way I found out was from my, my dad. He called me and it was on my birthday and it was later at night. And he had told me that he had passed away. And I just I remember it just it being pure silence because I'm like, hold on a second, like there's no way. This is not real. Like I just talked to him a little bit ago, and you're telling me he is not here anymore. Like I, my brain couldn't compute. It, it, it was just denying the the reality of what was going on.
0: I remember you even saying to me, "Have they even seen him yet? Have they actually even confirmed it yet?" Because it was just all that denial, and that took a while. I felt like for you to actually sink in. And Hawaiians are, and I don't know if this is with all Polynesians, so you can correct me. Are is a little bit different with. Celebration of life. They're a little bit different with funerals. Okay. Because here in here in Utah, it's within three days a week that you have a funeral. But in Hawaii, it's normal to have a funeral weeks and weeks out. So I feel like there was just that weird time that you just, you didn't even know how to handle the emotions you were by yourself. Well,
1: especially because I, I lived, we live here in Utah and he was still living in Maui. So it was like, I've been told this news, but... I haven't seen it. I haven't been around people that know him, been comforted by the people that also knew him. Like it was mourning by myself. Obviously, I had you there, but like, you know, all these people, my siblings, my family, they weren't there.
0: And one thing we've learned through therapy, because we both have gone to therapy for grief, is that the only way to get through grief is to grieve shoving it down, pretending it's not there, not acknowledging your feelings of sadness, anger, because that's okay. Every feeling is okay to feel, And I felt like at the beginning, it was almost that you didn't want to feel those feelings. They were they're being shoved down. And it wasn't until you kind of saw a therapist and head on of that grief that I, I started to see you heal from your little brother. I just, I feel like when you are experiencing grief, no matter what it is, It's important to remember that grief is neither good or bad, but grief is something that it's a passage where you can go and stay if you want to, but you don't have to. Have you seen, and I think I just actually showed you that picture of grief where they have different sizes of jars. They have a small jar, a big jar, a medium sized jar, and the jar represents your life. And then inside that jar is a ball. And that ball is the exact same size in all of them. And with grief, a lot of times people say, oh, time heals everything, which I don't believe that. I don't think time ever heals the loss of a loved one and that aching and that pain. It's just in different stages of your life, you learn to handle it and how to navigate it. You
1: just learn how to live with it. Because, yeah, like to say that time heals it, I, in, in my mind, almost feels like you're forgetting that part of your life. You're trying to forget about it. Yeah. And for me, I don't want to forget. Like, he was important in my life and it was… It's a way for me to remember him by learning how to live with his loss. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I also feel like it's tricky too when people have lost a lo- loved one because for me, I love talking about Brett and Maya and my grandparents. And I love talking about Elijah. But I know every person is different. How How do you feel like you are right now?
1: Um, I I do enjoy telling his story because he was such a such a special kind soul and he had a short-lived life but he had so much to teach and I feel like we learned so much from it. So I feel like I enjoy talking about it because it helps me to bring awareness to, to certain things.
0: And one of the things that have helped us navigate this loss is keeping their spirit alive. So for example, my niece, every time it's her birthday, we go out to Leatherby's which is like an ice cream shop here and we celebrate her. Also, my niece loved loved Elmo and she loved, she had the best Halloween costume. So we would dress her up. And so every time I see an Elmo, I I take a picture of it and send it to my sister. But for Elijah, do you want to talk about how we kind of keep his soul alive in our house?
1: Yeah. So it is currently June. So it's pride month and Elijah was gay. And so a way that we like to celebrate is by, so, we have like jellyfish lighting in our house, and we like putting up the rainbow, the rainbow like colors because mm-hmm. it's a way for us to remember and celebrate what he was and what he stood for his lifestyle. Like, we loved him for who he was, you know?
0: Also, too, we named Brooks our little boy from Elijah. And so, everyone always doesn't think that I can pronounce Brooks' middle name because it's a long middle name.
1: No pressure. But I'm Just gonna- your son. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna prove everyone <laughs> wrong. So Brooks' name is Brooks Kiloni Keahi Homana Okeakua Kamalani. And we took a little portion of Elijah's middle name and put it in with Brooks. Just kind of keep his spirit alive.
1: Yeah, it's just a it's a living part that's that's a part of Brooks name now, right? So I I think that was a good good tribute to to Elijah.
0: I saw this TikTok video and I literally was bawling my eyes out. So there's this guy who lost his mom. And his mom loved going out to lunch. And that was their thing. They always went out to lunch together. And so when he lost his mom, I'm going to cry again. I'm going to, oh my gosh. The way to keep her soul alive was every time he saw a female that was around his mom's age, he would go and pay for their lunch. And that was like kind of keep her spirit alive is paying for these women's lunches. And the saddest thing, or not the saddest, but the most serendipitous, beautiful thing ever is that he went up to these, he saw a group of ladies and he thought to himself, no, I don't want to go and pay for their lunch. I don't want to disrupt them with my sad sob story that I lost my mom. Like, I'm not going to do it. So he sat there and he just had this feeling like, go pay for their lunch, go pay for their lunch. And he was fighting it back and forth. And so finally he realized like, you know what? This is my mom. This is my mom telling me to go do it. I'm going to go do it. So he went up to this group of ladies and there's five of them and he paid for their lunch and he said, hey, I just want to let you guys know I paid for your lunch and this is what happened to me. I lost my mom. She's around your age. And immediately one of the moms started bawling their eyes out and he gave her a hug thinking, oh, she's just feeling a lot of empathy for me. And then she said to him, I just lost a son who is your exact age a month ago. And she said that they would always go out to lunch together and he would always pay for her lunch. I lost it. And stars I, align, huh? I know. Yeah. And I feel like that is such a special way to just, when you're experiencing sadness, figure out what they loved and what they loved doing. If it's hikes, if it's going out to lunch, if it's watching movies, if they love the color blue or green, it's just keeping their spirit alive through your life And navigating that love somewhere. Because when you're experiencing that huge sadness, that hole in your heart, the screaming, that I have nowhere to go and turn and I don't know what to do and I feel lost, find a way to navigate that love into something else.
1: Absolutely. You know what's cool about that story too is I don't think that that kind of stuff happens on accident. I think our, our loved ones that are on the other side are just navigating, sometimes navigating us, giving us little signs, doing little things that happened to just—that's their way of showing, like, hey, we're still here with you. Like, and that was just a prime example of it.
0: Uh, another example of that is—oh, what is that song um, from Imagine Dragons? Radioactive. Yes. Yeah. So we were in Hawaii, and I was with Elijah. And I remember we were just hanging out. And I said, oh, man, this song makes me just want to work out. And I got up and pretending doing, like, squats and, like, push-ups. And he did it with me, and we were, we were laughing— and it was probably a year ago. I would hear that song fairly active when Elijah passed. And how many years has it been? Five?
1: It's been five years. Four and a like, half. Almost August will make five years. Yeah. yeah. August
0: 1st, your birthday. Yep. But, I mean, we heard it a lot during that time because it was fairly new. But then it sizzled out and I didn't hear it on the radio. And there was a time where... Our daughter Luna was experiencing these migraines, debilitating migraines, where she couldn't even get off the couch. And we had no clue what was happening with her. We literally saw 20 million doctors, and we were just trying to figure out what was happening with Luna for months. And I felt like I was going through the biggest amount of grief I've ever experienced in my life because I had no control over this. I thought our life was changing before our eyes. I did not know what was happening. And I remember I couldn't even go to the gym without crying. And it was that night I was pleading with Elijah, with my sister-in-law, Maya. I was pleading with my niece, Brett, my grandparents, telling them, like, I know you're alive and I know you're here and I'm begging you to do anything you can to help us with Luna And I got in the car and went to the gym and I'm just sobbing my eyes out. And all of a sudden that song came on the radio and I hadn't heard that song for years. And that song was so much older. It should not be playing on the radio. I had goosebumps all over me and it just proves to me that, yeah, they're here. I I may not see them, but I can feel them if I choose to navigate that love to them and towards them and around them and keeping their spirit alive within me.
1: Of course, I just hanging around. guy' guy's know. always the happiest dude trying to help everybody out.
0: The best. There's a study with a group of psychologists, and they did a study uh, with a bunch of people who experienced traumatic loss in all sorts of different, wa- different ways. And when I'm talking about a traumatic loss, I'm not e- just talking about a death, but other types of griefs we've discussed. Losing a job, losing a relationship. And they studied these group of people, and they found people who have a huge traumatic loss in their life, they have experienced, if they choose to, a greater amount of appreciation for life. They've experienced more happiness and improved relationships around them. Because when you experience something in your life, you have two options. You can either go down a really bad path and do something really negative with it or you can go down a really good path and do something positive with it. It doesn't take away from the fact of what you experience is really hard and traumatic and really difficult. And it's going to take your whole life trying to navigate this loss. But you have the power right now to do something good. Are you going to do a charity? Are you going to pay for someone's lunch? Are you going to start supporting other people who are gay and do the gay lights on your house that maybe it's not in the place where you live, the neighborhood, the that accepts it but you're going to choose to do it. You can do something good with your life right now with that. And that to me is a beautiful thing.
1: I think there's a there's a lot to say about just learning from someone's death. Like Elijah taught us so much, right? We keep talking about him but he he literally has changed so much in perspective and life for me like just loving people for who they are, accepting them for who they are and just loving unconditionally because that's just Something that came from his loss, and that's something that's good that came from his loss because we are very kind, very accepting of all lifestyles, right? So saw so him dying, I think I wouldn't have learned that lesson until later in life, but I live by that a lot,
0: like in our everyday life. What if someone is listening to this podcast right now and they're experiencing grief in some form of way? Because you've experienced grief with a relationship who they are living and they're no longer in your life. You've experienced grief. With your identity of football and losing that as a career-ending injury, you've experienced grief with job titles, and you've experienced grief with losing a loved one to death. So, what do you feel like helped you, or is helping you navigate grief in your life?
1: First thing I think is to talk to talk to people about it, whether it's a therapist or your loved one or your spouse, your friends. Like, talk about it because keeping it in is not not helping you heal and then from there look for positive ways to to let out um sadness energy like find things that like for me it was working out you know it's just a positive good way to to get through grief and then just trying to remember them like with little things you know allow yourself to feel sad and and at all times of the day whether you're at work at home with with whoever and then just let yourself feel those feelings. I feel like with those things, that helps me a lot.
0: I feel like sometimes grief comes over us where you don't know how to handle it and you don't have know how to navigate it and you don't have to know how to handle it or navigate it. You may look at how am I going to survive the rest of my life without this person? And for me, I would say don't look at it that way. You have to look at it starting from minute by minute, how am I going to get to the next minute? And when you get to that next minute, how am I going to get to the next hour, the next day, the next week, the next month, and the next year? I feel like when I am experiencing a tremendous loss in my life and that whole, that when I am looking at the bigger picture, that's when it feels too much for me. When I can narrow down that little picture into just a minute, into an hour, into a day, that's where I can handle this. I can do this. And this is really hard, but I'm going to get through it and I'm going to do something good with it.
1: Yeah. And I think there's no, you can't put a time frame. like, okay, it's been a year. Like I should, I should be over this. Like I can't fathom having lost a child, you know? So like that pain probably ne- like, it'll never go away, but give yourself that time. Like let yourself feel sad. Don't give yourself a time frame. Like I should be, I should be over this already, whether it's a loved one or job, whatever. Like, just allow yourself to feel that.
0: If you are listening to this and you can relate, I am so sorry for your loss and your grief. And I hate that you can relate to us. But the truth is, is that everyone is going to feel how we feel one point in their life, whether they like it or not. But I hope that you guys can find a little bit of peace and little tips that we've given you today can help you navigate your day-to-day loss with grief. We appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you guys for our next episode. Thanks for having me. If you were inspired by today's episode, I encourage you to tag me on social media at Kat Kamalani so I can personally thank you myself. I would love to hear your thoughts on my podcast, so go ahead and leave a review. So high five for finishing the episode and trying to better yourself. I hope you found it informative, inspiring, and thought provoking. I will see you again soon for another episode. Take care.